0: Hey, Claire. Yeah? Have you ever been called a starving artist? Yep.
1: You ever been told to get a real job?
0: Yeah, a couple of times. Mm, How's that? Well, I have some thoughts.
1: Want to talk about it?
0: Seriously, what is What Artists Eat and where did it come from?
1: A very long time ago, I went on a date and we split the bill using cash and the waiter comes back with the change, it's about 60 cents or something, and my date just kind of flung the coins across the table at me and he goes, there you go, the starving artist.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Safe to say that didn't work out.
1: It didn't work out and that whole starving artist thing... It's been living rent-free in the back of my brain for just a really long time because it's a concept that's just been part of my life almost forever. Since high school, you'd have friends say that they were taking art classes because they wanted to have a bludge subject and People just constantly saying that art's not a real job.
0: Yeah, yeah, All that kind of stuff. Yeah, and so we're really here to get stuck into that, aren't we? Mm. And we're also going to talk about another one of our passions, Mm -hmm. which is food.
1: Yes, yes. So the original idea I had for this project was to make a gorgeous coffee table book about my artist friends and how they feed themselves and take photos of them in their studios and talk about their experiences and promote them whilst also finding out what artists ate. And that's a plan I've had since like 2014, back when I was doing my master's. And we've had
0: lots of different ideas around it, but Mm. during lockdown, I remember we were mucking around in the (laughs) kitchen and probably (laughs) baking banana bread like everyone else and (laughs) pretending we had our own cooking channel. And then we sort of thought, okay, well, we should really make this a thing.
1: Yeah. Just without the camera. Maybe a podcast was a good idea.
0: Yeah. And here we are. Here we are. Episode one. We should introduce ourselves actually because we've been talking for a few <laughs> minutes and no one knows who we really are yet So who are you and what do you do?
1: I'm Claire Lefebvre and my pronouns are she, her and I'm an artist And I've also been a yoga teacher for 17 years but not many people would know that mm. Who are you?
0: I'm Zoltan Fecho. I'm a musician and also an artist who works with sound I'm also a composer and a podcast producer. Ding,
1: ding. Very handy. Very handy. <laughs> um, what is this podcast about?
0: Well, this podcast is about artists and their relationship to their food and how that ties into their practice. Also, how they feel about the starving artist archetype. And mm. so the deal is an artist comes to our house, we cook for them, we have a chat and they also give us a recipe that's special to them and we unpack Lots and lots and lots of things. Although, just one question. <laughs> yes. Why are we really doing this? <laughs>
1: Apart from, you know, all the food, so many reasons to give artists a chance to share what they do and to lift a lid on what it's like to be an artist, especially what it's like to be an artist in a society that doesn't believe that artists deserve the basic dignity of even being able to feed themselves.
0: Yeah, we'll also get into the joys of cooking and creativity Mm. and how they often come together really, really beautifully. Mm. Plus, talking about food with artists and sharing recipes is actually empowering Against that starving artist stereotype
1: Yeah, artists and their food and how they nourish themselves is something that I'm kind of obsessed with And you're Hungarian, so you're thinking about food every three seconds at least
0: All the time <laughs> And we really want to talk to artists about their own cultural backgrounds And maybe mm-hmm. how that's shaped them and their work and their relationship oh, to food mm-hmm.
1: so, It's so interesting Who is our first guest at our table?
0: Right It is the extraordinary Zoe Blow. Her pronouns are she, her.
1: That woman, and I've described her to people this way, she's literal sunshine if you just like squished it into a human Mm. body.
0: (laughs) She really is.
1: So Zoe is your true multi-hyphenate. She's an artist, a studio director, a life-drawing host, sometimes life-drawing model. She's a facilitator, a gallery director.
0: You get the picture. She can... Pretty much do anything, which she does. She's one of those people that if she can't find what she needs, she'll just make it.
1: Mm, and she decided to start hosting life drawing classes when she was lonely in her studio and had a stack of art supplies and she was just craving community.
0: Yeah. And so Council Street Life Drawing mm. has been running for three years now mm. and it's recently moved to a new space in Kensington called the Nabe Studios, which is Zoe now runs.
1: Yeah. Community. Like she's really, her deep passion is community art, accessible art and spaces where anyone can be involved.
0: Yeah, and she really embodies that.
1: It was the most beautiful time. And it took place at our house on Wurundjeri land. Yep. And I want to acknowledge that that land is not ours. It never will be. And on behalf of both of us, I want to send our deepest respects to Wurundjeri ancestors for having us as guests on that land land that's seen so much sharing of food and so much making of art and cultural practices. I just want to acknowledge and show our support for current Wurundjeri elders and those who are going to become elders and future leaders that we can all learn from.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So should we find out what Zoe Blow eats? Yes. Yes. Go. Yeah. But Everybody, we've just been, set, go. Like, everyone, talking for start. Like, yeah. For now. Half already. An hour already. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. Everyone be really interesting from <laughs> this point onwards. Na- now, go. Go, go now. Uh, uh, go and yeah. go. Oh no. Wait. Oh, that was not interesting. Wait.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think what's really interesting is the story of how we met mm-hmm. and oh. the serendipity that is this situation right yeah. now that you're here. It's so great. We met at. A still life drawing session at the Queen Victoria Market that you're running with Council Street Life Drawing as well as Testing Grounds, right? Yeah. yeah. Can you tell us about what Council Street Life Drawing is?
2: Yes. So Council Street Life Drawing is uh, the life drawing classes that I run, which I started three years ago now, which has flown by. I started them when I was super, super lonely in my studio Mm -hmm. um, working from home and I just had so many craft supplies and just wanted people to come into my space and hang out with me. I had wanted to model myself for so long and I have no problem with being nude at all (laughs) and was like, where could I go and do that? And there was nowhere. So Mm. I was like, do you know what? Maybe I could be the person that would do that. So it's just open space to mm-hmm. models who want to try out modelling for the first time and um, people who, you know, are nervous to draw, have mm-hmm. never drawn before. I partnered with Testing Grounds for their Summer Emporium, mm. which slightly different. There was no nudity involved opposite the Big <laughs> Market, which is a shame. I did try. But, no, we used um, vegetables, rescued vegetables yeah. um, from yeah. the market which kind of is another interest that I have between art and food mm. and bodies. So mm. that's kind of a weird combination of all those beautiful things.
0: Yeah. When I saw the event, when it popped up and it was like... The
2: algorithms. Wh- <laughs> they algorithms. this time. Yeah.
0: yeah. 99% of the time... Rubbish. Rubbish. Yeah. This one particular time, yeah. amazing. And... So this was connect, focused on the connection yeah. between food and art For us, we'd been talking about this project for mm. a long time What yeah. Artists Seat. And when we saw your event We were so, so, so excited We came down and we drew and we met you But we were so excited So we, we were just talking and talking and talking But we never really like asked you this question yeah. before So yeah. I'm super excited that <laughs> you're back here why why was it important for you to highlight that connection between art and food and like where yeah, tell us your story? Where about it comes that. from. Yeah. Um
2: it's actually so funny because I started um the sessions. Obviously, again, it was me being lonely in my studio. I'd worked in advertising Long, long time ago, um, and I discovered a love of hosting there. Um, I was doing the, like, social kind of committee yeah. things there mm-hmm. just to not go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Left because I was like, what am I doing here? Um, and I had no job lined up, quit, and just went back to my home studio. I have always loved hosting. I've always loved cooking and, again, started up the life-drawing idea But food for me has always been so important in bringing people together and sharing that. And at the time, again, because I quit my job with no job lined up, I was (laughs) so insanely poor. I lived in Clifton Hill at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, And I'd trek all the way on the bus to the Pran markets and get the $15 or $10 I think was at the time, the Mm -hmm. food boxes, the veggie boxes. And so I'd hand make dips and food for everyone. So it was just like... I wanted to host yeah. for people yeah. and make them feel like they were walking into, and they were, mm. <laughs> bless my housemates, <laughs> for letting me bring in like 20 strangers wow. every week into the house. But, yeah, that you were walking into someone's living room and that it was like warm and cosy and inviting mm-hmm. and that art wasn't scary and mm. that this nudity wasn't scary. Yes, yeah, so that food was the starting point. It mm. was the hosting and the sharing and people yeah. would bring... Um, food as well and my friends make wine so I'd serve that wine and to further kind of relax people I started off with these really silly questions but I just wanted a simple question that would ground people in the room and would mm, make them think yeah about food and would make them think about this idea of being in a living room and sharing and connecting yeah. so I'd say something simple being like if I'm supplying you with ice creams Oh. one ice cream forever, I'm buying it, Council Street Life drawing. so don't worry if it's overseas, I will pay the shipping tax. <laughs> what is it? And, again, they're non-confrontational questions. Yeah. So, like, even if you're, like, so anxious and shy, mm-hmm. you could answer that question.
0: I don't know. That's a, good, that like, like, last it's a big question. The one, that you're I'm like, still thinking about it. still thinking that about that it? What would I have?
2: But, um, <laughs> anyway, very long story short, all those things relating to food... Um, connects with your body and Mm. connects with how in turn you feel about your body without it making it feel heavy. Mm. And the big thing that makes Council Street Life Drawing different to other life drawing classes is that it's heavily conversation-based. So it's not Mm -hmm. me Mm. and the model dead quiet while you very seriously draw for the whole time. The model is there talking to you the entire time. I think that's really important and again by talking about food and mm. something as simple as what you had for lunch yeah it's a way to connect people like how that then connects to your body and how you feel and mm. yeah and so what else are you doing cuz that just sounds
1: so intense and exciting and like really full but you're also you're a designer and artist facilitator mm-hmm. Do you have any more hours in
2: your day for other things? Like, what are you? What else are you doing? That, I keep saying that at the moment. That is such a spicy question because I am doing so much, and I don't <laughs> know how I'm fitting more and more in. I'm doing a masters, which mm, I always what? leave that till the very end because oh I forget about it. But I'm doing a masters in arts and cultural management, which is
0: mm-hmm.
2: the cherry on top of yep. bringing this all together, mm. and. I, over lockdown, started a very weird project which people get confused by but it's called Panic Room and it is not an escape room (laughs) Um, but we turned um, the old Nightman's Alleyway behind our house into a little gallery exhibition space Mm -hmm. because it was free and accessible and no one was using it. My friends think I'm so mad. (laughs) I'm so in love with this wall. It just, like, the sun hits it and it just, like, glows. Mm -hmm. And so there'll be moments of the day where I'm just, like, (gasps) beautiful Beautiful (sighs) wall. But, yeah, we just painted it, turfed it, and then we're, like, why don't we just stick some artwork up and anyone in the community that wants to do things, do things. Just free, accessible spaces for people that want to do that. Um, Community um, art is my passion and just accessible art. Anyone can be involved.
0: I think that really shines through with the way that you talk about it and all the different things that you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Take us way, 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 way back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, to you as a child. Do you have memories of, of wanting to make art or facilitate art or anything that you're involved in now or, or yeah. just tell us about you as a, as little, a kid?
2: A little, little
0: tiny, tiny
1: yeah.
2: popper, yeah. yeah. Tiny. The exact tiny same lady. haircut. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> It's funny, my grandma was such a great scrapbooker and record keeper. And Mm -hmm. each um, sister has a scrapbook from when they were born up until maybe they were 10. And she used to do little interviews with us. And I think when I'm four years old, she asked me, What do you want to be when you're older? And me being so serious, I was like, I want to be an artist that will be remembered.
1: <laughs> and I look back and I'm like, oh, bless you. You're
0: so cute.
2: But um, I think, yeah, art has always been um a huge part of my life and I have never deviated away from that. I think at school you're not really presented with a huge amount of creative career options. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like you can be an architect or a graphic designer. Um, and I was like, well, my maths is terrible, so (laughs) maybe I'll be a graphic designer, which I was for a hot second, and I still do do that sometimes. But, yeah, Mm -hmm. I've been very lucky to have really, really beautiful encouraging art teachers throughout primary school and high school, um, one of which is one of my sort of dearest friends still, uh, which is really lovely. Mm. That's so um, special.
1: Yeah. And then what about food? What's your earliest food memory?
2: Oh, my earliest food memory? Definitely my grandma. Um, My mum used to work full time and so after primary school we'd walk to her house Mm -hmm. and she had these beautiful um, little plates that I now have and she'd have... For me and my three sis- my two other sisters, little afternoon tea all set up, Aww. and it was so like carefully constructed,
0: mm.
2: and like really like some of it was really kind of random, like fifties <laughs> like kind Love of things where you'd be like smoked yellow cod, right? But it was like lathered in butter, like smeared mm. on white bread, like it was delicious. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely, my grandma's cooking mm. is something that yeah you know is very near and dear to my heart. So,
0: where's your grandma from? What's the background? I'm just trying to think. You said salted, like, I mean card. Yeah. I was thinking. Um, where,
2: no, uh, we have the... like a like German kind of ancestry, yeah, yeah. but her job mm-hmm. back in the day in the what 50s or 60s, she used to write the social column for the Age. Wow. So parties were her life oh my gosh um and so she had this huge you know array of um silverware and and crockery and tea sets with like 24 lot, like so many of them because it was it was hosting yep so no I think it was just her love of canapes and parties mm-hmm. and and food yeah, the hosting is definitely, yeah. like, a hereditary thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's skipped. Mum absolutely <laughs> hates it. But, um, yeah, little teeny tiny things rolled up and. I love. Um, oh, silly, yeah. Yeah,
1: and, like, little like little forks, tiny
2: little forks oh, for things. Oh, yes, yep, yep. We yeah. have
1: them. Mm-hmm. We will use them later today when we feed oh, you. Yes. Just, know, one. Just, just, others, one. Yeah. just one. I can't find the others. So We've just one. Share the one. We're all gonna share yeah. the one. I don't know where the other ones went. I don't know. They got no, no. washed and they've disappeared. Oh, I love um Squeak, where are you going? Yeah. So have to, everyone comfy. has to stop so that Squeak can yep. just rearrange comfy. himself. There we go. Okay. Oh, he's turning uh, in a circle oh, yeah, in the opposite direction. Yeah. Good boy. <laughs> and so did someone teach you to cook or is it something that you just sort of found
2: no. found your way into? I mean I definitely like looking back now picked some things up for my grandma, I can pinpoint an exact moment yeah, because my mum doesn't really like cooking at all, really struggles with like the timing and even just like shopping, like kind of stresses her mm-hmm. out. It was schoolies. It was, oh yeah. And I know that sounds strange. was not expecting that. I know that's <laughs> a shock, but I'm listening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. So, um, I had booked in to go to schoolies, mm-hmm. but, uh, my interview for RMIT was at the same time and I for since like year eight, Mm -hmm. all I wanted to do was get into graphic design at RMIT. Mm -hmm. And so when I got the interview, I was Mm -hmm. like, "Nope, I'm Mm -hmm. cancelling, I'm not going, I'm so serious about this. Mm -hmm. And I also could imagine that I'd be the kind of person that I'd go to schoolies and probably like break my arm on the first day (laughs) and then be like couldn't do anything. So I was like, do you know what, whatever. Didn't go and all my friends, all my friends in other years were like off overseas doing other things. So I had this week after you've just finished year 12, where you want to like party and do things completely alone. So anticlimactic. And yeah, anyway, I was left at home and we had all these cookbooks, which obviously were being used by nobody at my house. <laughs> lonely cookbooks. So lonely. have never even been opened. Uh, I don't know whose they were actually. Yeah. And mum was like, look, if you want to cook, like you can have my credit card and like you do the shopping. I just don't care. Like mm-hmm. you can walk down to the shops. And I was like, okay, well, I've got to do something in this week. Mm-hmm. And for the first time ever, I was like, well, wait, 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 I get to decide what we eat, anything in this book. I just point at it. Mm-hmm. I buy it and I make it. And I freaking loved it. And then wow. ever since then, I cooked, I did all the grocery shopping. I cooked everything mm-hmm. up until I moved out. Yeah which was a grim time for my mum and little sister who was at home um, when I left. But, yeah... It was yeah. then I just sort of taught myself, and yeah, I think not going to school is <laughs> teaching wow. me how to cook. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Thank
0: goodness for that. Yeah.
2: So
1: I know. Instead of like a really bad tattoo of like a Japanese character totally. on your tailbone,
2: oh my God. You got a lifetime exactly. love affair with food. Oh, it would have been a face tattoo. I <laughs> honestly could have seen that for me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and a broken arm.
2: No, oh, oh, and a oh, oh, broken oh, arm. Oh, and a broken arm. No, but it was it was cooking. So, oh, wow. yeah. I love that. <laughs> Another um, intersection of art and food. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> um, and so how, I guess, like how is your life different today because of food?
2: I love food and I find people so strange who mm-hmm. think of food as just fuel. Yeah. Like they're just yeah. not yeah. my kind of people. Mm-hmm. You do you. Mm-hmm. I love the entire process of it. Mm-hmm. I love going to the market and chatting to the people that yeah. I'm buying my vegetables mm-hmm. off. Um I'm a very sensory person, so it's like the colours and the shapes, mm-hmm. and it's a very meditative process yeah. as well. And it's a huge part of my life. So and connected to nature as well, like living seasonally, it's huge. So many people don't understand that though, and when you're like, "Why is it so expensive?" and you're like, "Because yeah, it's not in season. This mango not- came from California. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Yeah."
1: And now we're into some nibbles. Ooh, it's, it's tough on nibbles. It's <laughs> tough on nibbles. So it's not a 1960s moment where I'm gonna come out with this incredible like brown tray oh. of like little <laughs> little things with like little <laughs> cocktail <laughs> toothpicks, oh. toothpicks in there. With the I top with like the little like the little um a little cellophane, little cellophane little doodad. Do <gasps> yes. yes. None of that, sorry. <laughs> Maybe next season. <laughs> next season. Um so no devils on horseback, mm. no curried <sighs> eggs, but just a heap of really quick fire love questions. Those. Okay, that's Um Z, good. Z, do you wanna start?
0: Yes. So who's your favorite cook?
2: Uh, Yolanda Whelan. Mm-hmm. I don't um, know who she is. She uh, is a very dear friend of mine, mm-hmm. uh, amazing vegan chef um, who is actually started um, working with Glue, um, a wine bar on Smith Street. Cool. Um, you should go check her out. We will yeah. yeah, we'll link her in the show notes too because yeah, mm-hmm. that sounds Absolutely. fabulous. And who's your favorite artist? Um this there's, there's two. Uh, Joy Hester, yeah, so so special to me. Um, again, everything links back to my grandma. I'm just realising mm-hmm. this now. Joy Hester was all over my grandma's house as a mm-hmm. kid, and mm-hmm. I thought my grandma had painted them, <laughs> and for years was like cool. they're my grandma's.
0: Yeah.
2: Um. No, they're not. <laughs> um. And uh, Rosalie Gascoigne. Oh, okay. I. Mm. Love Mm -hmm. the texture and how rubbish is another passion of
0: mine. Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm. And um, just that's the graphic designer in me of just all the line work and typography and colours. Oh, incredible, yeah.
0: What's your favourite kitchen sound?
2: Oh. You know what, I'm trying really hard not to drink coffee at the moment, but um, the sound of someone else grinding coffee in the morning. Yes. That's beautiful. a a hand
0: grinder or an electric one? Yeah,
2: we have this little one that you just pop down. Yeah. And the sound of that when you're lying in bed, there Mm. is honestly
0: beautiful
2: mm. yeah because you're not doing it you're not doing it and it's just your body's getting ready for it
0: also it's floating through the house yeah it's, it's, yeah by yeah, that, that you know, stage creeping under your door yeah. and like it's it's mm-hmm. muffled just mm. to the perfect it, exactly. amount exactly
2: mm-hmm. just for it to become pleasant but it has to be someone else you can't mm. when you're that close no no, no. someone else no. with the grinder in the kitchen Ugh. it's like a cluedo <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well leading on from that what's your favorite kitchen smell Oh, this is so sad. But I am fructose intolerant. Oh no! Oh, so sad. Um, but the smell and this would be so many people's—the smell of garlic and onion frying is um, a go-to.
0: What's the latest thing you've learned to cook?
2: Oh, um, the latest thing I've learned to cook—a tomato, uh, anchovy, basil. Salad. Ooh. I've seen that. Eat again. All of my friends um, are so sick of this now because <laughs> it's my go-to. Yeah. Uh-huh. I bring it to every single potluck. Uh-huh. But it was one of those things where I was flicking through. I can't remember which which is, cookbook. Is it in. the Simple Book? Simple. It's in Simple. I swear yeah. I've seen it. Um, yeah,
0: d- a tinned? Or Jar or fresh? No,
2: um, I started buying them in a teeny tiny delicate beautiful jar and now yeah. I'm just like giving it a biggest, <laughs> biggest yeah. like, the glass jars. <laughs> uh-huh. But you just fry them and I have garlic oil which. And you can handle that. Oh my god. Yes. And I just load Perfect. that up into everything. Mm. But you fry them in that mm-hmm. and they turn down into like nothing. Yum. And then you just mix them into the salad uh, and. Okay. Um, it's beautiful,
0: mm.
2: yeah, and mm. the basil and oh my gosh, yum! The basil because we only discovered
1: like sardines about a year ago, so we're really mm. late to what? the. I know it's weird. Yeah. It's weird yeah. because I always had like a lot of fresh fish and. They, I'm a landlocked oops,
0: boy. Yes, from Hungarian. Hungarian cutie over here. And, yeah, and the fish that I <laughs> grew up. To- Grew, 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 up, oh. grew up eating, <laughs> was really fresh water, fishy fish, oily fish. Super fishy. Um, and just never developed the taste for it. And then it was not until I met Claire and she took me out for a paella. I had my first prawn when I was like twenty. One, yeah. 22. And I, we started yeah. dating, and
1: I was like, "I am seafood lady," and he was like, "That's was like, that's nice." Like, I hate <laughs> seafood, and I was yeah. like,
0: "I've made tuna bake before." Lucky okay, you, cute. Let's let's do this. I
2: love that.
0: Let's chew on the starving artist archetype. Let's. How do you feel about it?
2: I've been thinking about this for a while. I think of it in two two different ways. Mm-hmm. And I was chatting to a work friend about this recently where I was like, it's so weird. Anytime I do big sort of creative work projects, I'm so like engulfed by the work project. Like I'm so creatively like zinging mm-hmm. that I just like forget to kind of eat. And we were chatting about this whole idea of the starving artist and we we're like, maybe that's the kind of idea like that's the positive light to it is mm. your you can be like a starving artist. I love this
0: because twist. Yes. yeah,
2: because yeah, anytime I'm bored, mm. that's when I find myself like overeating and being like, what was in the fridge? Whereas anytime I'm yeah, really engrossed in a project, yep. I just don't think about it. Mm-hmm. So I think back to any times I've been insanely poor um, and I try and funnel most of my funds into any of the projects that I'm doing, I kind of feel okay about it mm. because, yeah, I'm being filled, you know, I'm eating with my mm-hmm. eyes. and yeah, yeah, you're sustained by something else, yeah, not necessarily food. Yeah, but I guess there are the negative Connotations to it, and that the Mm. awful, you know, like, you're the starving artist, there you go, you need this more than me. And the idea that, you know, working for free, Mm. which, you know, if you work in the arts and cultural sector, uh, everyone's done. Or you've underpriced yourself for... Exposure. Exposure. Doesn't taste good on toast. No, doesn't
1: taste good on toast. does not. <laughs> no, it you does can't not. sprinkle it on your Wheat bits. No,
2: no, In not at all. Despite the fact that people think that you can. Yeah, exactly. Zero calories. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that's the other flip side to it where, I mean, I've never thought about money and this is the first time that I'm like, wait a second. Mm. I probably need to have superannuation because mm-hmm. I work for myself mm-hmm. and I have not mm-hmm. paid myself super
1: ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So yeah,
1: um in terms of I guess artists being supported to be able to feed themselves and be sustained. Yeah. Have you got got any ideas and not everything is going to ride on your answer, so it's mm. all right. But, <laughs> yeah. um, We're going to change everything yeah. from this interview yep. out. Yeah. Yep. Have you got any ideas, I guess, based on personal experience yeah. or just from talking to people in the community about how you think artists might be able to feed themselves and sustain
2: themselves mm. better? If yeah. there's any yeah, ideas yeah. about... So I started um, my Master's in Arts and Cultural Management at um, the start of the pandemic, and I'm so glad mm-hmm. that I did that. It's been really, really practical mm. and what I wish part of my undergrad um, in graphic design had included. And some of the things that we have been chatting about um, in uni have been things like this. How can there be more mm. support and what does that look like? And I think the biggest thing is just recognition and I think it starts there and that's it, it just goes down from there. And it starts in just friends, family, and the community that having a job in the arts and cultural sector is a real legitimate job. Oh, honey, yes. Yeah. And I think so many um, people that are close to me can find it confusing the way that I work. And it's that thing of being like, oh, what'd you do today? And you're like, Mm -hmm. I worked. (laughs) And just because it doesn't look like an average nine to five job or that I didn't go to the one Mm -hmm place or the one studio or the one office, it's hard for people sometimes to wrap their head around how, Mm -hmm. you know, you function Mm -hmm. as a professional sometimes. So I think it's understanding, first of all, how a creative career, what it looks like, the pros and cons and the difficulties. Yes. Obviously we've seen like in COVID. Mm. Yeah. You know, the gig economy and so many casual jobs. Um, Like I said before, like I have a million different things that I'm doing.
0: Yeah. Um, Mm.
2: And that's hard when you're trying to apply for support. You know, like my um, uni degree isn't covered anymore um, uh, for Centrelink. Yeah. Because it's not recognised as being, you know, something of value. Wow. Um, which is wild, because like, what got people through the pandemic? Yeah, exa- you know
1: what I mean? exactly. What were you doing? Yeah, I- yeah, exactly.
0: How many movies did you watch? Again. Yeah, How totally. much music did you listen
1: mm-hmm. to? And even if you only watched Tiger King, there were people, creative mm-hmm. people, that made that got that out. Yeah, um, assuming people watched more than that. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? So. What were
2: you reading? What books were you reading? Yeah. What recipe books were you into? Like, once everyone actually connects the dots. Then it goes to a state government where there needs to be more research and data collection in things like cultural economics Mm -hmm. where, you know, if we want actual support and funding, there needs to be, unfortunately, the hard facts and figures to be like, we do contribute hugely Mm -hmm. to the economy and we do contribute hugely to people's Cultural lives and spiritual, so many different things. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, without that research, people are just like, no, they do contribute. Mm. And it's just, I don't think that's enough to be taken seriously. So mm. I think that is a good starting point. Taking
1: artists seriously and also valuing them.
2: Yep. And investing more time into, and again, it sounds so clinical, but, but data collection. Mm. Yeah. Um, because then. We can compare and analyse between different countries and nothing is known about, mm. well, not nothing, but hardly anything is known about the actual amount of people working in different areas and the hours. Mm.
0: And I'm so glad that you're talking about this in terms of what a creative career looks like day to day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, you can structure it in a very clean hourly way. Yeah. That's most of the workforce is structured. Yeah. But often it's not and there will be work done at crazy hours mm-hmm. of the morning and night <laughs> yeah, as well as throughout the day. Yeah. Sometimes you won't step out of your house or studio for that whole entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really nice to hear you talk about that because yeah. sometimes you do think like, how can I explain this to someone? How can I... And sometimes in the darkest times, how can I feel valid? Yeah. As someone that doesn't have a set start and end time mm-hmm. to have data and to have resources and to yeah. have people to to talk about this. Validation. With. Validation, yeah. yeah. Support is, yeah, it's so great. And, you know, I, I think that the beauty of having this, maybe more free-form daily structure mm. is the ability to cook really lovely yeah. lunches and breakfasts oh, yeah. and snacks yeah. for yourselves. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what is your day today? sort of, what does your day on a plate look like?
2: It really depends where I'm at mm. um, project-wise and where I'm feeling at creatively And, again, when I'm really in, like, this, like, focused mode, I have to really focus on remembering to eat. I probably won't um, eat anything for breakfast. I'm a black coffee kind of gal. I'm obsessed with scrambled eggs. I know this is such a strange thing to have for lunch. Mm -mm. But um, my dad taught me how to make scrambled eggs and um, I'll have, like, Breakfast food is like one of my favorite things. Um, <laughs> it's how my family connects with each other. We're big, big cafe people, um, specifically my mum. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, that's probably where the breakfast comes in at lunchtime, <laughs> sometimes dinner time. I'll usually be out and about. So I have a few spots in Melbourne um, that I'll sneakily allow myself to buy something for lunch, mm-hmm. whether it's a bun, me or a fur or, you know, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. so good. Mm. Um, And then dinner, if I have the time, depending, Um, I love cooking for friends Mm. and that was part of the whole buying my $15 little veggie market box. Mm -hmm. Even though I was so poor at the time, Mm. it meant that I had an insane amount of vegetables, like no one person Mm -hmm. could ever eat this amount Mm -hmm. of veggies Mm -hmm. that I could cook I'd make the handmade little homemade dips for people at Life Drawing and then I'd have so much left over I'd still be able to host for people. So I'd be able to cook, you know, for one or two groups of friends that week. Mm. Yeah, it really, really depends where I'm at with projects. My projects really...
0: They dictate They
2: dictate what Mm. I eat, which Mm. I don't think I'd realise that until, you know, preparing for chatting to you guys and thinking about Mm. it being like, oh, my gosh, it's... It's the arts that <laughs> work Art out and what controls I'm it. Yeah. Fully. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so you were saying before that it kind of changes when you're a bit stressed out and you're a little bit like wired too.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. As soon as I'm plugged in, I'm focused plugged on that. In. That's such a good word. Yeah, fully plugged in. And it's something that I've been working on the past few years. Again, my best friend, she is like, You've got to eat something good for you. Like I. it's so strange because I love food so much. Mm. I love the whole process, the cooking, all of it. Mm. And then to all of a sudden be drinking nothing, mm. hold yourself. But up and goes. Oh, honey. Oh. Up and goes <laughs> for a week oh. because I just don't have the, the mental space yes. for anything else. Yeah.
1: That's huge for me. That's why when you say, like, who's the big cook here, and it's like it's Z, but often it's I just don't have the mental capacity for Mm. it. And all I want is salt and vinegar chips. Yeah. Yep. That's my crutch. So it's really relatable. And it's not this thing where it's like you don't love food or you don't love cooking, but it's it's where, you know, maybe you're plugged in or maybe your mental health's just not great. And you're just like, I cannot, Mm. I cannot do these processes. It's the focus. Yeah. And hyper focus. Love
2: it. Yep. Yeah.
1: Um, and do you have a budget? Do you have a food budget, or you just... do you know what? I probably
2: should, but I definitely don't. I'm mm. like, take all my money.
0: <laughs> Never have budget. If it's going on good things, then I mean, if it's going on good food, then exactly. What, what else? I what
2: wouldn't call idiot. it up and go. <laughs> Dairy free up and go so you know that's mm-hmm. fine. But um, but no. How do
0: they make it taste so real? <laughs> how do they? Oh my, how do oh they my do god! It?
2: I, honestly, this is like an ad for up and goes, but um, <laughs> not sponsored, but open not to sp- it. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, would be open to it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for the girl on the go.
1: <laughs> Zoblo on the go. Zoblo on the up and up-and-go. <laughs> Oh, my God, please open to
2: sponsorships.
1: <laughs> Call her. Call the me. work is done for you. It's all good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Nibbles time once more. What's your favourite utensil or gadget?
2: Favourite utensil would be Nutribullet. Yes. Nutribullet. Love, Love it, it. Love it mm-hmm. for sauces, smoothies, dips, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I've only just recently acquired one off Good Karma Network. Oh, wow. I'm for free. Best. I just posted being like, hello, does mm-hmm. anyone have one that I want? Oh, not that's two. So good. If anyone wants one, I have a spare one.
0: <laughs> one for smoothies, one for dips. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> that was not very quick
1: fire of me. So um, are you sweet, sour, salty, spicy, umami,
2: savoury? I oh, think that I've covered all of them. What's yeah. your vibe? Salty. Mm. Salty, salty, salty. Got it from my mama, for mm. sure. i will ruin any fantastic dish
0: with mm. way too much salt. It explains the anchovies too. Oh, my. <laughs> it does. Yes. 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 Do you have a funny or disastrous story from the kitchen that you can oh remember? Oh, my gosh. Like
2: yes. So... <laughs> mm. This is with an ex partner. We it was like a Sunday morning, and we were making um, shakshuka, and we cooked it in a cast iron pot, and um, he'd opened the oven and filled to the brim, beautiful, delicious, the red sauce Mm. and spices, and oh my god, and then fire eggs. So Mm -hmm. hungry, grabs the pot, Mm. goes to put it in the oven, and. In the time he'd lifted it off the stove to go put it in the oven, you know, like his body had um, processed just how hot (gasps) this pot was. And instead of being like, oh, my God, and putting it back on the stove, just had to like drop it (gasps) and dropped it straight onto the glass. door of the Uh, oven uh, (laughs) and it's like a cast iron pot like of course it just Mm -hmm. smashed straight through the oven meteorite meteorite but (laughs) it's also filled to the brim (laughs) with the reddest of red sauces and like five raw eggs Mm -hmm. and this thing just like smashes everywhere red up on the ceiling the walls, the floors, everywhere. <laughs> and it was just like, and we hadn't had coffee yet. It was so early on a oh. Sunday morning. And we were just like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you idiot!" And so they like, cleaned it up. Obviously it missed some. And so there was like days, like a week, maybe even two weeks after being like, oh, it's rotten eggs still. <laughs> we missed oh. some. And then obviously like the debris of this oven, like yeah. walking oh past it, being God. like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> now we can't there's, this, there's a hole straight through the oven, like <laughs> oh But that like I can it was just a horror scene and I can still see that now at any time anyone's like sugar <laughs> 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 no, yeah, no, yeah, maybe
1: maybe, maybe yeah. Yeah. No yeah.
0: sugar for no, a no, no, no.
2: <laughs> Yeah What is your kitchen superpower? <laughs> Kitchen superpower. Um. So I mentioned scrambled eggs before. Mm. My kitchen superpower is um, re onboarding people to scrambled eggs because there are so many people. This guy mm-hmm. hate him. Uh,
0: just eggs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. That just exists. eggs. Scrambled, poached, fried. Yeah. Anything cannot. You Sorry.
2: are not alone. Mm. <laughs> people have this like dried, crumbly. Mm. terror like vision of scrambled eggs whether it's from like a primary school camp yeah. or just parents like obliterating them your bad shakshuka your bad shakshuka <laughs> oh, no. but yeah my dad was incredible at making scrambled eggs Ooh. and so simple mm-hmm. but uh i think that's my kitchen talent awesome. of being like yes. i will show you the way
1: and in a few words how mm. would
2: you describe your cooking whatever's
1: in the fridge This is my favourite question out of the entire interview. You're going to ask
0: it. <laughs> I'm going to ask it. If you could recreate an artwork out of food, oh. what would it be?
2: I would recreate. <laughs> 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 this goes into my love of nudity and life drawing classes. <laughs> um, the statue of David. Yes. Out of, like... All kinds of, like, weird vegetables and things. Love this. I just remember seeing it for the first time mm-hmm. as, like, an itty-bitty 17-year-old on an art tour. hmm And I was just so blown away by it. And mm-hmm. I would just love to, you know, um, fruit opera vibes. Love it. Statue of David. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah.
1: You could make some out of eggs. <gasps>
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, as a way of examining my phobia and mm-hmm. yes, good. Yeah, mm-hmm. exposure
1: it. therapy mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah yeah there's a good artist statement in there but i haven't found it yeah.
2: yet <laughs> i nice still searching so we have now come to a third course <gasps> delicious i'm ready
0: this one is all about the recipe that you chose to bring.
2: This is my mum's, um, who I uh, call Cezzy Jane. She Sezzy hates Jane. it, but um, <laughs> she loves it now. Shout out to Cezzy Jane. Shout out to Cezzy Jane. Um, apparently it's the most common women's like combination of names, so that's why mm. we call her Cezzy Jane. <laughs> but um, it's her tuna patties. Nice. Right? Oh. We're on the theme of yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. weird, like, 50s vibe. Love whatever's in the fridge mm-hmm. or pantry. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's Sezzy Jane's tuna patties. Um, she's been making these for us since we were kids. Love it. Uh, Um, and I started making them for my friends,
0: mm-hmm.
2: all past lovers have had everyone <laughs> like oh. just, they're so easy to make mm-hmm. special spot in my heart.
0: Oh, I can't wait to show people this because it, it's physically beautiful as well. And um, moment. when people do cook this, are there any specific tips or rules? Like have you, obviously you've cooked it heaps of times. Yeah. So you would have really ironed yeah. out. the
2: Yeah. What's the magic? I would say uh, don't peel things. Don't ever peel anything. Don't mm. peel potatoes, mm-hmm. but also just don't peel anything in general because mm. things don't need to be peeled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Leave their clothes on. Leave their clothes on. Mm-hmm. But no I think the beauty of this recipe is that and for people that don't like cooking
0: mm-hmm.
2: e.g. Mm-hmm. my mum mm-hmm. you really can't mess it up and mm. if you do mess it up it's pretty salvageable. Mm. Nice. So yeah. it's one of those things where it's going to taste those. good any other way.
0: Yeah, yeah. Nice. I haven't seen what what is in it. Can you can you read out the I
2: can. Again, things are in your pantry. So yeah, a large can of Serena tuna, mm-hmm. this is where I would splurge. I have had mm-hmm. cheap tuna before, yeah. which no means is that bad, bad for the oceans, so just get mm-hmm. some good quality yeah. tuna. A bunch of large potatoes, egg, uh, breadcrumbs. Yum. I like to add into the breadcrumbs a herb, mm-hmm. whatever herb you've got. Whether it's a parsley or chives Mm. or something, Mm. but I've just put on there, your herb of choice. Your herb of choice. Herb of choice. Nice. (laughs) Parmesan, salt and pepper, dash of lemon. Um, And that's like literally it. And if Uh. if you stuff it up, you can add in a little bit of flour or a little bit of corn flour to like it up. Yeah. And then you're just making little patties and frying them. Uh. And it's honestly, it's, they're addictive. Mm. And
1: what would you serve with it? Because is it the main event? It feels like it's the main event. It's the main event,
2: yeah. Yeah. So what I would do with this, um, I love doing green beans with um, like crushed up like almonds or something. Mm
1: -hmm. You could do a
2: broccolini kind of moment. You could do like a little tomato-y kind of salad, Mm. but you don't want any other carbs because it's essentially like Mm – Mashed potato and tuna. Yeah, so it's a of a carb bomb. vegetables <laughs> yeah. are your friends with yeah. this meal. Um, but yeah, just a few little fun salads on the side. And what would you drink with it? I'd go something light, something white, mm-hmm. maybe a little rosy But I'm honestly, anything goes.
0: It's yeah. a versatile one. This it's one. a versatile one. Mm.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't do anything red, anything dark. This is a light. Mm. Fishy meal. Mm, fishy. The Prosecco maybe? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Bit of fizz. Yeah, bit of fizz.
1: Mm. Oh, yeah.
2: Love this. Yeah. Yep. Yes.
1: Um, We're trying to work out if we have time for dessert. Ooh. And I'm campaigning for dessert. Have we got time for There's dessert?
0: There's always time for dessert. Right. Always time so- for
1: dessert. Dessert question is, think of your dream dinner party. Now, I know you're not very social, so you're just going to have to really, like,
0: bring <laughs> so it. Okay. shy. Yeah. You don't like yeah. hosting
1: people. But yeah. anyway, just go with this. Okay. Um, you can have anyone at the table with mm-hmm. you, anyone ever. Who's at the table? What are you serving? Yeah. And what music are you listening to? Okay. This is going to be a real
2: hodgepodge
1: Great. group of people.
2: It's going to be an intimate it affair. It keeps it
1: interesting, though. It keeps it interesting.
2: Mm. Yeah. I'm going to go with. Some of these people are alive. Mm -hmm. So, again, if anyone um, who I've just invited, about to invite, are listening, feel free to (laughs) reach out. (laughs) We could have a dinner party. Gideon um, Obanasek from Chunky Move. Oh. Um, If I butchered his last name, I'm so sorry. Mm -hmm. He Mm -hmm. started Chunky Move Mm -hmm. back in the 90s. Mm -hmm. My housemate is a contemporary dancer Mm -hmm. and I've just been opened up into the beautiful world Mm -hmm. of contemporary dance Mm -hmm. And uh, I've done a project recently on Chunky Move and my goodness, it is just so exciting Mm -hmm. Um, and how he started that for an accessible space for like, you know, intersection between dancing and um, like cartoons and the way that people move and I just think he would be such a sick party guest and big raver back in the day so like he'd have some good stories (laughs) Craft. I'm gonna invite Becky Orpin because Great. She's my craft queen mm-hmm. and also an amazing business hustler. Yep. Show us your ways, Becky. Yeah. My namesake, uh, my middle name is Mahalia. Ooh. So Mahalia Jackson, she's queen of gospel. She comes in for the music section mm-hmm. of the evening. Mm-hmm. Nice.
0: Um, a live musical performance. A
2: li- It could be a live <gasps> musical Love No pressure. Performance. No pressure. If she doesn't feel like it, that's mm. fine. Mm. But if she wanted to. <laughs> We're also going to have another musical guest. Lizzo is going to oh be there as God. well. Amazing. Yeah. Another soft spot in my heart uh, during lockdown, my sister and best friend and I uh, threw her back to high school days and we did a dance routine to Lizzo. And I kind of would love to show her the yes. dance routine, maybe get her <laughs> to, like, join in a little bit. That could be the entertainment section of the evening. Oh, my god!
0: Dinner and a show. Dinner and a show. Dinner and a show.
2: <sighs> yeah, Again, and no pressure. She doesn't want to do something. Happening. Yeah, no pressure. And she could help with the music. So yeah. we're going to have, like. She could bring her flute. She could bring her flute, mm-hmm. yes. Um, and then Julia Childs. Oh, um, sh- I've just no. rewatched all the Julia Childs. Movies, because there's yeah. multiple now. Yeah, I didn't realize there was
1: there was more than the Julie and Julia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's a heap. There's there's a heap.
2: Yeah, they're really good. You should watch Aww. the other. I forget who it's part.
0: Oh, we've watched like every food and travel thing. So we need we another. I'm ready for another. In, so we're ready for some yeah. Julia Charles. Yeah.
2: Oh, my mum. My mum's oh, oh, so. gonna come up. Oh, so says it Jane? Says it gonna come? Like, I made you all these tuna patties. And tuna patties. Oh, oh and food. Um, yeah. What are you making? So we've got a whole hodgepodge of people. So I reckon we're gonna have hodgepodge food as well. Mm. Potluck. Everyone bring. Your favourite dishes. Awesome. So I can't speak for the guests. But Mm -hmm. um, my grandma used to make what I'm going to be contributing. These ridiculous little um, asparagus sandwiches. Love this. She'd cut off the crusts. This was an after school snack. Roll them out with a rolling pin. So this (gasps) bread was like flat as paper. Mm -hmm. She'd lather them with butter, Mm -hmm. salt and pepper, Mm -hmm. one asparagus. Oh, wow. Roll them up. And with a little toothpick. So it's it's toothpick canapé city. This is this is heaven for me. Yeah. I love this. Yeah. I love this. And then whatever they bring. Yeah, you know
1: whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could also like if Lizzo's bringing her flute, you could then be like, I only want like long cylindrical kinds of um totally food. Yep. So yep. Exactly. What else are you gonna have? Like I don't know. Oh, like like those big biscotti kind of um oh, like yes. hollow doodad things. Yeah. Canoli? Canoli. Oh yes. yeah, canoli. But even just like someone's going to turn up with like a big tin of like those, you know, those... dolmades. Oh, no, but oh, yes, dolmades are a good in money. there. You're yes. yes. <laughs> oh, what is that? It it little, like, turns like, up with like pasta they haven't oh. cooked, thinking oh. that they're being funny. Oh. Well, turn it happen. Get out of there. <laughs> I
2: did have a dinner party once where it was like terrible um, <gasps> canape food. Like, it was like toothpicks. Toothpicks mandatory. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> We set the bench on fire with <laughs> this fondue pot that I got off Marketplace and fondue. it was amazing. Toothpick City. Toothpick City. Si- <gasps> yeah. That's a great band name. Toothpick City. A really great. God.
0: <laughs> Did
1: we just start a band? Yeah, yeah. No, this happens to be every 20 <laughs> yeah. minutes. I'm not even kidding you. But Toothpick City is on yeah. there. Uh Copyright TM. Copyright 2022.
0: It's very. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's why we're starving artists. That's why we need
0: sponsorships from Up and Go. (laughs) Up (laughs) and Go.
1: So Mm. now that we've digested all of that, we have our final questions. Please. And we really want to know what your best cooking hack is. So if there's any like not necessarily a hack, it could just be wisdom, yep. but if there's anything that where you're like, this is how you do the thing, or like, this is how, this mm. has just changed your life. Yeah. What, what is it? And I feel like it?
0: there have been many, if you've been listening close, mm. there are lots of cooking hacks <laughs> yeah. in this so episode, there's from there's from so the episode. Yeah,
2: so apart from don't drop the sugar, <laughs> don't drop it. Yeah, I, I, it's from my mum and dad, actually, it's, it's, don't peel anything. Mm. Nothing needs to be peeled. I Leave the clothes on. This. Don't actually,
0: peel yeah. anything. I heard you yeah, drop that. Waste that little, of
2: time and it's Love just that. good for <laughs> you and cyber. Texture. Yeah.
0: So for people that want to find you or are interested, um, Council Street, Life Drawing, there's always things popping up. You're always collaborating with different yeah. people. Yeah. And I think your website is where most of yeah. This all kind of comes yeah. together, right? So it's is that where those... people can find? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's one of
2: those funny things when people ask me your details and at the moment I'm yeah. like, so I've got this, this, this and this. But, um, yeah, so um, zoeblow.com, mm. sort of all of my projects at the moment are based around that. But, yeah, the Panic Room Gallery, that's on Instagram at the moment. And
0: awesome.
2: That's Thanks. a sort of fun, exciting space yeah. that's doing all little fuzzy things yeah
0: oh it's so cool i'm sure we will pitch some ideas to you yeah cool yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. it's just it's such a cool concept and right, so council street life drawing is also on instagram yeah they are yeah um, yeah,
1: yeah and we'll link everything in the we'll show link, notes yeah
0: we'll make sure everything is yeah. there so please check those out yeah it's just been such a wonderful chat thank it's you been so, so much lovely.
2: <laughs> thank, <laughs> you thank you much so for having,
1: having me. fun yeah oh. <laughs> And the big question, this is the the final question,
2: what's for dinner? Oh, what's for dinner? Um, I am actually hoping to go get some fresh fish oh. because I don't have anything on yes. this afternoon. So no up and goes for me. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, our fresh fish and uh-huh. some kind of fresh little salad to go on the side. So, oh, yes. Yeah, have a little friend over. and Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Oh, perfect.
0: Amazing.
1: Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for snuggling Squeak and letting him climb all over (laughs) you. He's finally settled. Um, And we're going to feed you now. Oh, can't wait. Let's eat. Thanks so much for having me. Thank Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us at the table.
0: All links to what we chatted about, including the recipe from our guests on our website, www.whatartistseat.com.au.
1: We'll be back in a fortnight with the next sitting and we'll have another wonderful creative at our table ready to chew on the myth of the starving artist.
0: Everything you heard in this episode was written, recorded and produced by us, Claire Lefebvre and Zoltan Fetcher.
1: You can support us by liking, subscribing and sharing What Artists Eat with absolutely everyone. Ever.